SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this Tuesday edition of the Scott Wetzel Show. Opposite picks in his call, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, your local radio affiliate all around the nation. lot to get to hour number two. We got opposite picks coming up in about 40 minutes or so. We got our pyramid plays, our six-club open parlays. Go over the NBA, which gets underway later on tonight. Check out the NHL, some baseball stuff, little football news. Sad story coming out of the NHL that I, I got to say, there's just more to it than meets the eye. There just has to be four-letter network chaos at the four-letter network. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, a goofy story for sure about uh, Tyson Foods. So a lot to, as we span the globe here, uh, we're going to delve into China, believe it or not, in hour number two here. So you're truly sitting in. Uh, you want to send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S, as we're interversing back and forth. Is that a word? As we're talking back and forth during the break. And uh, you can send an email as well. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. All right, we'll, we'll start in the NHL. Uh, why not? Montreal did stay alive last night. Good for sports fans if you don't have a dog in the fight. As the Canadians beat Tampa Bay 3-2. They had their first lead of the series, 1-0. Tampa Bay tied it into second. The Canadians took a 2-1 lead into third. Tampa Bay uh, uh, ties it again at two with six minutes left in regulation. They actually had a three-minute power play to start the overtime session as a carryover from the uh, third period, a four-minute you know, power play. As a matter of fact, overall, they could not score. And then basically moments after the uh, penalty expired, Montreal scores Josh Anderson in overtime, four minutes in, just under, as the Canadians win it 3-2 again. So they cut the series lead to three games to one. They do stay alive. It's a beautiful thing. They brought out all the big boys last night. Yvonne Cornoyer, Guy Lafleur, Patrick Waugh. I, you know, I may be just uh, making this stuff up, but... I just kind of thought Guy Lafleur got pissed off that he wasn't the last one introduced. You know, <laughs> I don't. Why do I say that? Because um, there he is waving to the crowd and everything as they're introducing Cornwallier. You know, and then he realized, oh, okay, they're not going with me, so I'm not going to be the first one. You know, there's a little honor in being the first one, and there's a little honor being the last one. He was the worst. He was the middle guy. You know, you could say, well, it's great. I was the first one they introduced, or it's obviously great on the last one. He was the middle guy, and you could clearly make the case he was the best of the three. Now, Raw, great goaltender, obviously, but, you know, Guy Lafleur is Guy Lafleur. He, he won a gazillion Stanley Cup championships, so he really should have been the last one. And I don't know. I, I look for these little things, and I just think he was a little ticked off. He had to take a backseat to Patrick Waugh, who actually got the most cheers. But listen, you know, LaFleur is, what, 80 years old, literally. So people obviously know more Patrick Waugh. So, and there was only 3,500 fans there. But they brought the big boys out. 
I don't know if it helped or not, uh, but the Canadians do win 3-2. to two. So we're talking about FanDuel right now, how they have the wrong lines as far as I, you know, uh, what, what can I say? I mean, it's got to be the wrong lines because right now you can get a free bet on FanDuel. Now, I don't say that often, although FanDuel has a lot of promotions that give you free bets, so maybe I should say that. But right now... If you put $100 down on the Canadians, you could win $1,300. They're 13-to-1 underdogs. Yet the Lightning, which obviously uh, are favorites, are only minus 11. So um, that's a that's a boo-boo uh, for sure. As we welcome in our full audience here on an Opposite Picks uh, Tuesday morning, here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. You know, the favorite – has to be more than the underdog because, you know, you could risk 1100 to win 100 on Tampa Bay and uh, risk $100 uh, on Montreal and you're winning back 1300 Well, why would you do that, Scott? Well, because you're going to make 200 extra bucks. And if you lose, if Tampa Bay wins, well, you broke even. So it's a free, literally a free bet. And even though you may not think Montreal's going to win, eh, if you want to give me a free bet, I'll take a free bet. So I'm, I'm guessing that'll be taken down before the end of the morning when they realize – uh, that that's a mistake. So be careful with that one. NBA, we got game one later on tonight. Good luck on, on really. I, honestly, I, I don't say this too often, but I don't like throwing darts with this stuff. I I really don't. I'll tell you. I'll give you the facts. You know, Phoenix was a six point favorite last night around ten o'clock at night. All yesterday, we got encouraging words about the, the Greek freak was really not Greek playing. You know, he practiced, he worked out, he did this, he did that. He's officially listed as doubtful, though. Uh, but Mike Budenholzer, Bucks head coach, said he had a good day. He's making progress, but I don't have expectations on if he plays either way. So, it, but, but, you know, they made a point of saying it looked good. He had a private workout, according to NBA TV, uh, all signs positive. But then you have the head coach who says, eh, I don't know. And then you have a line that went from six to six and a half overnight. So um, what does that mean? To me, it means that he's not playing. Because I just don't know why there can't be that many betters in Vegas that that uh, you know would punch punch that line from six to six now because they're all betting Phoenix. That's not a line movement based on betters. That's a line movement based on knowledge. And uh, you know, could we be wrong on that? Uh, yes, but mm, guys at the FanDuel and in Vegas, they, they don't they don't miss a beat. You know, when it comes to lines, they may be wrong as far as which team they think may or may not win, but that line tells me he's not. But it, it's, it's anyone's guess. You know, it, it's good luck on that. Uh, I do like the Bucks one way or the other, to, to tell you the truth. I, I, I think Milwaukee has a good chance of winning game one with or without the, the Greek Greek. We've seen them win without him this postseason against the Hawks. Different animal. I get that with the Suns. But uh, I wouldn't be betting Phoenix based on the fact that Giannis uh, might not play. All right, more coming up. Pop SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. 
Opposite Picks is the name of the show. Taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time on this uh, Tuesday, 12 minutes past the hour. Here's to we sit again. A uh, little uh, popcorn replacement radio quiz uh, Twitter uh, question that we have. We figured we'll do that uh, first hour. We don't want post that in hour number one. Uh, but uh, simply put, uh, who's winning the NBA championship, right? These, these the questions don't have to be that difficult. So Phoenix in four, four or five games, uh, Phoenix in six or seven games, Milwaukee in four or five games, or the Bucks in six or seven games. Go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that a couple times before we are through. But again, uh, who's winning the NBA championship? Uh, who do I think's going to win? Uh, you know what? I got. Uh, I'm a little uh, flawed. Uh, a little biased, actually, I should say, in that I do have Phoenix from the beginning of the year at 35 to 1 to win it all. So I'm rooting for the Suns. Yeah, I actually did make that play. I've been pretty good about this stuff. Uh, I mentioned this during my podcast yesterday. And that every year, a lot of guys do this, I think, you know, uh, every season, really. I pick four or five underdogs that are like good underdogs. Now, not five, six, seven to one, but, you know, generally between 20, 25 to 30, 35 to one that I think have a decent chance. Do I think they're going to actually win? No, but uh, do I think they have a chance to maybe get to the semifinals and then you can start hedging? That That's really kind of my goal. But every once in a while, I hit a home run. I don't forget, my best time doing this was uh, Pittsburgh versus Arizona in the Super Bowl about, uh, you know, what was it, 10, 12 years ago. I had both teams. Oh, that was just, uh, that, that was uh, gravy. So Phoenix was one of the five teams. I had Denver. I had Phoenix. I had, uh, you know, outside of the Nets, who I thought were just going to win big. You know, I, I didn't have, you know, I'm not going to count that one. Oh, I put, and I'm not going to count the black cloud I put on uh, LeBron and the Lakers. I had the Celtics, you know, who uh, during the course of the season were like 30 to 1. Who are the two other teams? I can't remember the last two teams. No one in the East. They were all in the West. I, I thought, you know, in general, I thought all those are the Portlands, but it wasn't Portland, but Phoenix, Portland, Denver. Uh, I thought all those teams had a halfway decent shot. Uh, because I thought they were all pretty good. And, and last year, you know, remember the Suns zipped through the uh, the bubble games. They went 8-0. They didn't make the playoffs, but they went 8-0. And then they signed Chris Paul. And I really thought, you know, this, this could be a pretty good team. I got to tell you. And I love Devin Booker. You know, he's one more of those guys, I must say, for the Suns, that when we look back on everything in Kentucky, when you start realizing some of the talent that Calipari has had with, with the Wildcats – now, albeit most of these guys for one year, man, how didn't he win more than one? I mean, I, I, what's more, this is a good little popcorn radio replacement radio question. Give me a team that's had so much success but didn't win more. But they got to have won one. You know, the Atlanta Braves with three, three Hall of Fame pitchers in their prime for a number of years. Having won only one series is probably still at the top of the list. But Kentucky, with all the guys that they ended up having, Booker and Carl Anthony Towns and just, you know, eventual Hall of Fame player after Hall of Fame player, and he only won one championship. How The, the one year he lost to, to Wisconsin in the semifinal, that really is the year. But he's another, uh, you know, Wildcat. Um so those two kind of stand out. You have to have won one. So don't give me the Buffalo Bills. Don't give me Dan Marino. Don't give me the Utah Jazz. You know, a team that actually won once, but you scratch your head and say, boy, how didn't they win? Or a coach, maybe. How didn't they win more than one? 
Kentucky would definitely be on that list. So I thought Booker, you know, doing well and signing Chris Paul. I wasn't sure how that mix would would, uh, work, but obviously it worked out very well. And uh, so uh, Phoenix was one of the teams, to make a long story short. So I happen to think the Suns will win. I'm not a big fan of uh, Milwaukee. Um, I, I don't like the head coach at all. I, I think Giannis could be 10 times better if he ever learned the low post game. If the head coach ever made him get into the low post, they, they would win every single game by 20 points. They could be, you know, the best team in the NBA, but I don't think they are. They're a flawed team. I think they would have lost to Atlanta, to tell you the truth. They certainly would have lost to Atlanta if Trey Young was healthy. Trey Young healthy, Giannis healthy, Bucks probably win. Trey Young healthy, Giannis not healthy. Atlanta would have won. So, listen, both these teams are playing on borrowed time, but I believe in Phoenix more than I do Milwaukee. And Milwaukee wouldn't have beat the Brooklyn Nets. Nobody would have beaten the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry. That, that, that was just, uh, you know, they got smashed by 39 in game two. They were down two games to none. They were as dead in the water as you could be. And then Kyrie gets hurt, and that's the end. And, and then Harden gets hurt, and that's the end. So they really shouldn't have advanced past the second round. Then they face the Hawks team. 2-2, and, uh, you know, Atlanta loses its best player. So they advance on. All part of it, you know, they lost Giannis, not, not denying their, their right to be in the NBA Finals, but they're a flawed team to me. Uh, Phoenix got the breaks, not having to face LeBron. I get that. You know, no uh, uh, Jamal Murray with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we got to know, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard with the L.A. Clippers. Both both teams, that's what I mean, I both play with borrowed time. Neither team will be favored to repeat next year. Neither team, win, lose, or draw, will be favored to even get to the finals next year because the Nets will be in the East, and I still think the Lakers with LeBron will be in the West. So you might as well win. Um, So I think ultimately, I think the Suns find a way to win. Uh, Again, I, I could be jinxing myself, and I do have a ticket on them, and I have a ticket on the Lightning. The chances of yours truly, Mr. Vegas, getting both the NHL and the NBA champ in the same year? Eh, I got to tell you, that's actually not a good sign if you're a Phoenix Suns fan. I don't know if I necessarily would be risking uh, too much money knowing that. But that said, game one underway uh, later on tonight with FanDuel. For the series, you had the Suns minus 195, Bucks plus 165. For the game, you have Phoenix minus 6.5, minus 270. Well, I, I, I would never in a million years lay 270 in an NBA Finals game. Uh, this Bucks team won a couple of games uh, against Atlanta, you know, without Giannis. They, they, they are more than capable. I, I tell you, at six and a half, I would be all over the Bucks tonight. And I tell you, I'd, I'd buy the hook and get it up to seven. Lay minus 120 and, and grab Milwaukee plus seven. I like the over. I think there'll be some points in this game. Um, I, I'm going to say point, you know, Phoenix is a, a high scoring team. So is Milwaukee. I got a feeling this Phoenix Milwaukee series is going to be like the Bucks Nets th- series that we thought was going to occur. And that is up and down scoring. And I got a feeling this 218, when we look back on things, eh, we're going to say, boy, what a bargain that was. You know, I, I think they'd be by the time game three or four rolls around, probably game four. This 218 is going to be a 225 number. I, I do like the over 218. I know, generally speaking, no Giannis, no points for the uh, Bucks, but that's that's just not the case. It, it just isn't. These reserves will step up. Series total games, 
again, you know, not knowing if he's going to play or not, you know, most people will say in six just because they don't think it's going to be a sweep. Five is like too short. Seven is too long. So they always settle it on six. The home team is the sixth game. So you figure the home team's going to win four games to two. You can get two, two to one on FanDuel if you think the uh, Suns are going to win it in six, or if anybody wins it in six for that matter. That's actually not bad, to tell you the truth. You know, one way or the other, you get the Bucks and uh, the Suns at uh, plus two to one if the series goes six. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, so it's really kind of one out of three. You know, and uh, you, you throw a dart, and, and uh, somebody's got to be up three games to two heading into game six, and if your team is, then you can hedge a little bit. So that's not too bad. Get 25 to 1 if you think the Bucs are going to sweep the series. Suns only 8 to 1. You know, if you want to, you know, you want a little dog, little flyer. Suns sweep. No Giannis. They lose the Bucs' first two games. Kind of doubt that, but, you know, that's not the craziest thing in the world. Not, not the craziest. Devin Booker plus 250 with a series MVP. Opposite picks on Tuesday morning. Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Monday through Friday, right here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, again, channel 204. So we got hockey in the books as the Canadians win 3-2 last night. They extend the series, winning in overtime. We got NBA game one later on tonight. Six and a half point favorites are the Suns, uh, over under 218. No word one way or the other if uh, Giannis will play. At this point, he's listed officially as doubtful. Uh, I'm guessing he will not, but uh, that that's just, uh, as I said, it, it is a guess, a, a clear guess. Baseball last night, showdown in Anaheim slash Los Angeles as the Red Sox, our beloved Red Sox, win again. Uh, they beat the Angels 5-4 to four as uh, Otani grounds out with a couple of runners on in the bottom of the ninth inning, down 5-4, to four, obviously, so the Red Sox win. Uh, this Boston team, I, I'm not buying in yet. I, I'm not, as a Red Sox fan. Uh, because I look at this team and I just scratch my head. Uh, I don't know if they'll give Alex Cora the uh, manager of the year award if it ends up you know, being this way. But just because of what happened in Houston with him and being suspended a year, I, I really I, I kind of doubt they will. But give me a manager who in the American League deserves it more than, than him. Uh, I, I never, and I am the most optimistic Red Sox fan, ULLs know that, around but you look at this Red Sox team I mean Devers is having a terrific year JD Martinez is having a good year uh Bogey is having a good year but other than that this team stinks I mean their ace is Evaldi who I like but not as an ace they don't have a bullpen worth squat I, I mean this team stinks 
and they got the best record in the uh, in the American League. I mean, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The the daily double of Red Sox and Giants having the best records in their respective leagues on a July sixth heading into this year. Boy, you, you could have. You know, I know they don't make those bets, but it'd be kind of a goofy little bet that they could throw in there, right? Each month after the after the, you know month of April, who's uh, which teams in each league have the best record? They could do that, kind of kind of like a Super Bowl bet. You know, who's going to the Super Bowl? It, it would have been close to hundred to one. I mean, nobody thought the Red Sox were going to be worth anything. No one thought the Giants were going to be worth anything. And here they sit with the two best records, in, uh, two best records in baseball. Both teams twenty-two games over five hundred. 54 and 32, which only makes the, you know, the Yankees struggles and the Minnesota Twins struggles that much more, you know, eye-opening in that boy. In a year in which the Red Sox can be 22 games over 500, these two teams that made the playoffs last year are are lousy. Go figure. Go, go figure. So uh, Red Sox, uh, you know, win again last night, 5-4, to four, Otani grounds out. So this is now 0 for 2. He pitches tonight. For Otani against the big boys. He got walloped at Sankey Stadium last week. Didn't get out of the first inning, so he failed in that big, big game. Fails to deliver last night, albeit in the shift. I still don't quite understand why they would pitch to him. Um, but, uh, you know, they did, and they survived. And now he pitches tonight. If he gets lit up tonight... You can talk all you want about how great he is, and it's a great story, and it is. I get all that, but if you get lit up by the Stanks, and then you get lit up by the Red Sox, and you fail to deliver in a big-time situation, well, then you're just, you're great with the smaller dudes. You're just, you know, you're a normal mere mortal when it comes to playing the big boys. Uh, Speaking of somewhat big boys, Nationals, well, I, I didn't understand this line last night. Uh, Nationals beat the Padres 7-5 to in San Diego. As uh, John Lester, he pitched, uh, you know, well enough, I suppose. Uh, he got hit by a couple of errors, some walks. Only gave up two earned runs, but five runs overall. But you were getting over 2-1 to one with Lester on the hill. I know he's not the same pitcher as he once was. I get that. But, boy, against Joe Musgrove. Um, you know, who, you know, I know is pitching a little bit better this year. He's got the no hitter, but it's still Joe Musgrove. You want to give me over two to one with Lester? So that was one of our plays last night. And lo and behold, the Nationals do win seven to five, even though Lester did not get the win. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., another home run. And he hit a shot, or he uh, 27th of the season. And he made a great, even more spectacular than that was he met a Wetzel like play at short, jumps up in the air. Seemingly, you know, defies logic and and and, uh, and and gravity. Stays in the air and kind of lunges again, and catches a line drive that saved a couple of runs. Just an unbelievable play. Uh, I really, he is really remarkable. I, I must say, uh, I wouldn't have given that crazy contract that that, that the uh, fathers gave him, the Padres. But some of his highlights, you if you haven't seen it, t- take a look. You'll you'll see it. Uh, it. It was a terrific play. It really was. Marlins beat the Dodgers 5-4, snapping the Dodgers' nine-game winning streak. We talked about that. Twinkies beat the White Sox, all those fading White Sox. They lose uh, to Minnesota 8-5. Pirates all over the Braves 11-1. Devon Dogs uh, scored two in the bottom of the ninth, beat the Indians 9-8. Cleveland's lost seven straight. The game for tonight has already been postponed because of a tornado watch or hurricane watch, one or the other. You got the the Mets over the Brewers 5-2. 
as uh, Brandon Woodruff suffers the loss. Uh, Brewers have now lost two in a row after winning 11 straight. Tigers beat the Rangers 7-3. No big deal there. Phillies and the Cubs, their 10th straight loss, 13-3. Cubs haven't won since uh, they no-hit the Dodgers, believe it or not. And they use the Bogard, the infielder, to pitch once again in a 10-3 game in the ninth inning. Reds over the Royals, 6-2. And uh, and that's it. All the other baseball teams uh, were off uh, from yesterday. They'll be back in action tonight. So where are we going tonight, Scott? Well, let's take out our uh, padded pencils here and figure out what uh, we're going to do. Like a couple of series. And we didn't play them yesterday, but uh, they're going to carry over. I like, which is probably good because we would have lost some of these. Um, I like the Braves minus 170 against Pittsburgh. You know, you know the Braves, have, I, I must say, every time you think the Braves are turning things around and turn into a playoff team like we thought they would be this season, they, they end up losing like they did last night, 11 to 1. I don't get it, but they're laying a buck 70. I probably honestly wouldn't lay the buck 70 unless I was going to put it in, in um, uh, a parlay. You know, you probably should go with a run and a half, you know. $1.70 is kind of my limit, but uh, for our purposes, since we're up, uh, we'll lay the buck seventy Atlanta versus Pittsburgh. You got um, DeGrom on the hill for the Mets. He's a whopping minus 260 favorite. Wow. That I definitely won't do. I'll, I'll lay the run and a half. I'll put the black cloud on him. You know, the Mets were 10-1 and one his last 11 starts, and then we pl- finally played him, and they lost. So we'll play him again uh, and see if he, he can win. So laying a run and a half against Milwaukee. So, but they are ten and two his last twelve starts. Dodgers are only minus one twenty five at Miami. I I don't quite uh, understand these lines that the Dodgers are getting uh, as one of the best teams in baseball against one of the worst. And it's up to one thirty eight on on Fanduel, but even that, even even my you know one forty, you know with Tony Gonsolin, I get it, but the Dodgers. Best, you know, one of the best teams in baseball. The very strange line, very very strange line. I'd, I'd be careful, but I'm gonna bite. Uh, give me the Dodgers minus. So I'll put 140 just to make it easier for us record wise. Um, I like San Fran minus 130 versus the Cardinals. We didn't play yesterday. Cardinals won. I don't think they'll win two in a row. And uh, listen, you want to give me as I mentioned before, you want to give me Seattle plus uh, 135 against the Yankees. I'll take that any day of the week. Any day of the week. Yankees are struggling. Seattle might be the most underappreciated flying under the radar team that we have in Major League Baseball. You know, how many people right now would guess that the at the beginning of the year that the Seattle Mariners would have a better record than the Yankees? I don't think too many. Or they'd have a better record than the Minnesota Twins. I don't think too many. Or would have a better record than uh, the Cleveland Indians. Not too many. Um, or the Nationals. Or the Braves, for that matter. Um, not too many. But there they sit, very quietly, 45-40. and 40, Five games over 500 in the American League West. Very. I, I tell you, you know, we, we keep track of, um, if you bet $100 on the Dodgers, or against the Dodgers every single game, you know, how much would you have won? We should have done that with Seattle. It would take some work. I don't quite have the time, but uh, I, I guarantee you with the odds they would have been getting every single game, you five games over 500 record-wise, I, I bet that would equate for a $100 better to a good 1500 bucks. 
It's amazing. And they're nine games over 500 at home. They're, they're one of the best home teams in baseball, uh, believe it or not. And now they're getting odds against a struggling Yankee team. Very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. I'll tell you what's also bizarre. I just want to spend a minute on this real quickly. We won't get into it too, too much. But a sad story in hockey, right? Um, you hear the story about the goaltender um, from uh, Columbus. He's in Michigan. I guess that's where he lives or, or his buddies are there. He's partying in the backyard, sounds like. I say partying, just having a good time. Who knows what he's actually doing? They're sitting in a whirlpool, apparently, or a hot tub. Fireworks start. Firework container. It's one of those mortal ones where I, I guess you, you put it in and it shoots it up. The story is that the firework thing tilted and started to fire towards the people Sunday night. He was in a hot tub with some friends, I guess. They tried to get out of the hot tub. They originally said he slipped and fell and hit his head. And I said, no, 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 no way. Now they're saying after an autopsy, which was a damn fast autopsy, I got to tell you that one of the uh, fireworks hit him in the chest and killed him that way. I got to tell you, there is more to that story than that. Opposite pick coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, sometimes seven games a night. Five, six, sometimes 7,000 reasons why we like one team and then go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, systems, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. Last we left you, 16 games over 500 for the season. Here we go. We got a five-pack of winners for you tonight. We'll start in the NBA. Finals begin tonight. Milwaukee getting six and a half at Phoenix. Boy, that's a monster number that keeps going up. So I'm guessing the Greek freak is really not Greek. Isn't playing in game one. I doubt he's even playing the entire series. That injury, that was nasty looking. It really was. But who knows? I mean, but ultimately... I think he's done for the season. That said, I still think the Bucks hang tough in game one. Get monster odds with a group of players that won not once but twice against Atlanta without Giannis. Inexperienced sons have been told all week about how great they are. They're the favorites. It's their series to win. Blah, 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 blah. It's all going to go to their heads. I think the Bucks keep it close and can very win this one outright. You want to give me six and a half? Love Milwaukee plus six and a half. Give me Phoenix minus the six and a half. Pick number two, Dodgers laying a buck thirty at Miami. Ah, oh, the boys in Vegas—they clearly have a sense of humor. 
How else can you explain the Dodgers being only a minus 130 favorite at Miami? Dodgers had won nine in a row heading into last night's game, in which they lost, which for my purposes is actually good because now they're going to be all pissed off. The Fish, meanwhile, are in last place in the awful NF, uh, NL East. And then again, all I have to do is lay minus 130? What are you kidding me? The joke's on the boys in Vegas. This is easy pickings for the Dodgers. Give me Miami plus the 110. Pick number three, Milwaukee. Not the Bucks, but the Brewers plus 220 at the Mets. Uh, boys in Vegas' sense of humor remains on this line. I have a team that's won 11 of 13, and you're giving me plus 220 odds? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Boy wonder Jacob DeGrom is starting for New York, but they did lose his last time out, stopping a 10-1 record when he pitched his run. He's also coming off back-to-back 80-plus pitches performances. He's overdue for another back strain, arm strain, shoulder strain, headache, half-ache. Basically, he's been one pain in the ass. You can't count on him. So I'll take the monster odds and laugh all the way to the bank. Go Brew Crew. Give me the Mets, minus 260. Pick number four, Oakland, plus 135 at Houston. Nice pitching matchup. Nine and two, Chris Bissett takes the hill for the uh, A's, while five and one, Framber Valdez go for the Astros. A's 13 and two. And bats its last 15 starts this season, including 8-1 on the road. All they do is win when he pitches. Again, Valdez has been nearly as good for the Astros, but not quite. But if you want to give me a nice chunk of plus 135 with the A's, who are 22-15 on the road this year with their ace on the hill, well, I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Thank you very much, boys and Vegas fans. Love Oakland tonight. It'd be Houston minus the 155. Pick number five, Seattle plus 135 against the New York Yankees. Ah, uh, what in good gravy are the Stankies doing as not only favorites, not only 155 favorites, but 155 road favorites over a Cinderella team that very quietly is nine games over 500 at home, five over overall? I mean, most people didn't think Seattle would have 45 wins the entire season, let alone here in early July. Stankies, meanwhile, they're a money-burning 4-22 their last 36 games, including 2-7 their last nine. And now they're a monster road favorite. <laughs> love, 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 love Seattle tonight. Give the Yankees minus 155. Our five-pack of winners. Phoenix Suns laying 6.5 against the Bucks. Miami Marlins plus 110 against the Dodgers. Mets laying 260 against the Brewers. Astros laying a buck 55 against the A's. And uh, it pains me to say it, but give me the Yankees minus 155 against the Seattle Mariners. Opposite picks for a Tuesday, July 6th. There you go. Uh, we'll post those on the website. Uh, so if you're driving around, don't pull over, don't crash. Uh, you can always reference the website. We'll put them uh, all over there. So an opposite picks uh, returns. We are uh, for the season, and the season is, is kind of winding down. We started this last college football season. So we've got a full year. We're 314 up, 298 down with, surprisingly enough, only four pushes. I, it is amazing. You can pick over 600 games and only get four pushes out of that. Uh, and we've done a lot of NBA games and college football games where you think you'd get more, but uh, that, that's not the case. So uh, 16 games over 500 as we have a couple of months left of the our uh, season, if you will. Our pyramid plays. 
They don't have that. You know, we don't have no hot. Uh, we don't have any hockey. Thank you very much. Uh, so we'll have what we have. NBA, I, I really, I do think the best play on the board. We don't put over unders for the most part in our opposite picks. Just don't do that. Um, but I think the better play is over 218 Phoenix Milwaukee. Series generally in the NBA tend to be higher scoring early on. And then once you've played each other three, four, five times, you get to know what the other guys like to do, what plays they like to run. Defenses kind of settle in. They take the games a little bit more seriously when it's 2-2. So I, I think 218. And now that bumped up from 216 yesterday, but I still think that's a bargain. Uh, to me, this has got 120, 115 written all over it. So I like the over 218. Going to go over 10.5 Jay Crowder points. He's one of the few guys with some playoff experience uh, with, with the Celtics, uh, been in these big spots. You know, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. He's at home. You know, rather than fool around with Devin Booker's 28-and-a-half or Chris Paul's 20-and-a-half, those are some big numbers. And I'd, I'd be surprised if Crowder didn't get at least 11 points. I, I really would. Uh, baseball, you know, uh, th this is just going to be a street play, and that's the Phillies laying a buck 25 against the Cubs. You know, as we say, Winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Cubs have now lost 10 straight. So I'll, I'll grab the Phillies minus 125, albeit on the road at Chicago. All right, our uh, six club open parlays. We finished up on Friday, so we didn't have any, any carryovers from uh, two weeks ago. We're five up, 45 down, as you LLs know, which doesn't sound good. But uh, it's all about the money. It's all about the bucks. Show me the money. That equates to a plus $6,063 if you're a $100 player. So you don't have to win, obviously, very often. When you do, you win big. And that's the whole point of this. So we've won five out of 50, and we're up 6000 bucks. If you're a $10 player, you're up $606. Very easy. So we're starting two new ones this week. We've got to finish this up by Friday. I'm not going to push the envelope tonight. So we're just going to we're going to start one $100 one. We're going to go with the Phillies against the Cubs. Again, minus 125. Don't like laying the wood on the road, but it's Aaron Nola, their best pitcher. Cubs have lost 10 straight. They don't know if they're coming or going. So uh, give me the Phillies uh, minus the 125. That's going to be parlay number 51, only one play. As you know, we also do an underdog money line parlay for half of your normal play. So for us, it would be $50. This is where we pick dogs on the money line. If we hit one of these, the most we've gotten is four. We've come close, but not quite over the hump with this one. But let's give it a try. Uh, let's start with Seattle plus the 135. I thought about Oakland. It was either Oakland or Seattle. But uh, we'll go with the Mariners. Uh, they're the home team versus Oakland being the road team out of Houston. So, you want to give me the Mariners plus 135, I'll grab them plus the Yankees. So uh, Philadelphia on one open parlay and Seattle on another open parlay. And the Seattle one is our underdog parlay. We'll play nothing but dogs uh, for six straight and hopefully cash in. Maybe this, if, if we actually went to 5-0, and oh, we probably would like uh, do a favorite or at least hedge anyway. So uh, put those in the books and we'll follow those along all week long. Okay, you know, a couple days we might go two games, but for now we're just going to go uh, with one. Uh, what else do we got here for you? We got the baseball plays, the streaks. Uh, we're going to continue the streaks. Got to go against the Cubs. Uh, you got to go, uh, you know, with the Red Sox. Uh, believe it or not, don't like doing that. Uh, but the Cubbies have lost now 10 in a row. 
Dodgers had their nine-game win streak snap last night, so that's no longer – well, it's it's still a pretty good streak if you want to play them, and they're, and they're laying a small odd. So I generally do it until it loses two in a row. Like if I'll play them tonight, and if they lose again tonight, and then they go nine and two. While on the surface, that's pretty good, but they have lost two in a row, so then we stop. So I, I give teams two in a row. Like Milwaukee's now two in a row after going eleven and zero. So we're going to throw those guys out the window. We'll monitor it, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily play it. Boston, you got to play them. They keep on winning. Otani pitches tonight. Uh, should be a pretty good uh, matchup. That's a pick'em game. Oh, by the way, you see Otani's going to be uh, pitching and hitting for the All Star game. He's going to do both. I got a feeling they'll start him, get his pitching out of the way, and then put him in the outfield for a couple of innings. They're building this guy as the greatest thing since sliced bread. It really is, it is amazing. Uh, you got the Indians, but they're not playing tonight against the Tampa Bay. That game, as I told you, was postponed. You got the Yankees in action, Toronto in action, and uh, you know Arizona and Baltimore in action as well. Both those teams obviously just uh, stink. Um, happy birthday to Team uh, to USA. Celebrated our 245th birthday you know, two days ago, July 4th. Chinese Communist Party, oh, by the way, celebrated its 100th birthday. Uh, you know, I'm figuring LeBron James, I'm sure, is smiling at his Nike China-made sneakers somewhere, protesting how our country sucks, but uh, good for China. See, Tyson Foods is recalling some 8.5 million pounds of frozen cooked chicken products for possible listeria contamination, which, you know, well, why bring that up, Scott? Um, just some of these things, just like when you start reading past the headlines, you say, really? Now, do I want to get sick? No. Do I buy Tyson? I do. I, you know, not necessarily the cooks. Well, I do. I buy the cooked stuff and the regular chicken, you know. They said that three people got sick. One person, they said, did die. Three people got sick. So we'll say four, if they can really pinpoint it to the Four people out of 8.5 million pounds of food destroyed because four people maybe got sick. Listeria, which is, you know, generally not a, a deadly disease, although the one person they said did die from it. Basically, but you, you, you crap all day long. You know, it gives you diarrhea. So because of four people, they're going to wipe out eight. 0.5 million pounds of what do they do with this food? Do they cook it? Do they throw throw it away? Do they burn it? What what do you do with that much? Do you really think they're doing this? I mean, that's a lot of money. In, uh, how about the four letter network? You know, nothing for nothing. Father of two daughters. They couldn't show the women's hot dog eating contest Sunday. You know, it's July fourth. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. There's absolutely nothing going on. They got fifty channels. And uh, they only show Joey Chestnut's win. Interesting. Real interesting. I, I, I don't, you know, nothing for nothing. But, you know, they couldn't have shown a five-minute hot dog eating contest with uh, six women. So that was the, you know, beyond their beliefs. Interesting. I will right, we'll close up shop next. Up to pick sports for great I'm a fool. do this 24 hours a day working hard to bring you the news you can use get on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
right, let's update the uh, poll question one more time. Who's winning the NBA championship? Nice, easy popcorn replacement radio. Uh, we got Phoenix in four or five games. Phoenix in six, seven. Obviously, Milwaukee in four or five. Uh, Bucks in six, seven. Right now, uh, Phoenix uh, winning in six or seven games, leading the way, not surprisingly, although the amount is surprising to me, getting nearly 67% of the vote. Uh, Milwaukee in six, seven, getting 20%. Phoenix in four, five, 10, and then the Bucks in four or five. Uh, getting only 3% of the vote. So Gunny Rocks to pick speed. Uh, get your vote in, and then we'll update that tomorrow morning when we do our new poll. Uh, four, four, uh, 4 million people, uh, or 2.7% of the U.S. workers, quit their jobs in April. 4 million people. That's a record uh, going back to 2000. In all, 41% of workers globally are considering leaving their current employer this year, according to a survey from Microsoft. So uh, a lot of people are, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, when the government continues to hand out check after check after check for doing no work, yeah, you know, the incentive to actually work kind of leaves you, doesn't it, after a while? Yes, it does. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, yeah, how about the four-letter network? Uh, you know, not televising the, the women's hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut does it again. I got to tell you. I told you there is no better, easier bet. Although this year, you, you really couldn't bet it, honestly. They put him as a 50-to-1 favorite. You know, as as much of a lock as he is, you know, I, I would bet that, and he'd, like, choke on the first hot dog, and he wouldn't be able to eat again, and he'd be gagging, and he'd end up losing. I mean, you, you, just, you just can't lay 50-to-1. You know, last year it was 18 to 1, and that was kind of my limit, but 50 to 1, you can't do it as much as he is a lock because you just, you can just never know. Trevor Lawrence signs his rookie contract with the Jaguars, $36.8 million, $24 million in the signing. He's getting well over half of that up front for five years. All right, not uh, one pass in the NFL, and he's going to be a rich man. Not bad. And that'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock Eastern, right here on uh, many stations all across the country and on Sirius XM Channel 204. Off the pick, Sportsman Radio. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Non-stop live eyes, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen?